This is Liam with Atlas Seed, proud sponsor of the Autoflower Review. For direct access to the best of the best of our genetic library, check out our breeder selection marketplace at www.atlasseed.com. Now to the review. What's up, everybody? Here we are with episode number 16 of the Autoflower Review. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, today, we're going to be speaking with Chronic from the Homegrown Podcast. What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, what's up, everyone? And uh, thank you so much for having me on. I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, man, I can't complain. But as you know from our communications, it's been insane lately, but I'm glad we can make this happen. <laughs> Absolutely. It seems like life always likes to throw a wrench in plans, right? <laughs> it really does, man. It really does. But thankfully, people like us get to do something really awesome when we get home. So it makes it all kind of worth it. <laughs> Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Shit, man. I can't. Re I'm really, really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, definitely been listening to your show and, uh, and following your outlets for a while, man. You, you've got some really cool content out there. Well, I appreciate that a lot. It's definitely been fun making it and uh, putting some podcasts that, together. And honestly, the best part is always getting to come on and meet people, you know, come on new shows and talk and share education. Um, hearing the crazy stories is always the one thing when people email me with like the, you know, they have cancer, or like some very serious illness and cannabis is helping them. It's always nice to read those stories. Yeah, definitely. I love I love hearing that kind of stuff. I mean, that and uh, had a lot of experience with people in that uh, realm with psilocybin too. And I'm I'm really really uh, excited about the future of all that. <laughs> oh, I'm a massive fan of psilocybin. I talk about it quite a bit, and I uh, just wrote a grow guide on uh, mushrooms for someone actually. So yeah, big big advocate for psilocybin. Nice. Yeah, my own father, man, he was dealing with some stuff and. We, uh, we got a microdosing on that and man, night and day. <laughs> it's completely a, a massive difference. I use it. So I haven't microdosed yet just because, um, the way I like to do it is kind of go ahead and do a like 2.5 to three gram dose every, uh, you know, so many weeks and then reset my brain kind of like a big reset. Yeah. And, uh, I just find I have long lasting, um, you know, like two, three weeks of happiness and complete clear and, uh, clairvoyant thoughts, but I'm going to add microdosing to that regimen once I find my right dose and strain. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really nice that, you know, with, with everything that's happening in the, in the country with all of this, that, you know, it's coming to light what all this can actually do for people and, you know, appreciate what, what you've done and, and playing your part in that and getting information out there. And that, honestly, your original podcast is what inspired this one. <laughs> so, well, I really appreciate that. That's, uh, that makes me smile from ear to ear <laughs> hearing that you started your podcast based on that. That's, yeah. that's all I ever, uh, love to hear. Cause we need more voices like, uh, you know, ours speaking out, right? Yeah, definitely, man. There's a lot of people out there that really want to do this and don't know even where to start. So it's, it's, it's really cool that we can do this and help people out. And, uh, as I understand, you're a big fan of all those as well. So <laughs> they're, they're really, really coming along, aren't they? 
<laughs> I am I am a big fan, you could say. So yes, uh, <laughs> just some background for those who don't know much about me, or if you haven't heard my podcast. So I, what he's talking about is the Homegrown Podcast. Um, I work for a company called Homegrown Cannabis Co. And we, um, I essentially got my job or my position as uh, kind of the autoflower guy. So hmm. uh, I. I don't want to say I developed this method, um, though the thing that kind of got me big and famous for autoflowers was the reveg technique that I brought to light on YouTube. And that was kind of like the biggest like, woo, I did with autoflowers, you know, <laughs> it was where I took a autoflower that was flowering and I forced the uh, revegetation on it. So like I stopped the production of ethylene. Um, and then force the vegetation hormones back. And then we let it regrow to day 215 and almost six feet tall. It was pretty cool. Wow. Yeah, that's really interesting. I haven't really played with any of that. Uh, in fact, I haven't even topped one. <laughs> I just kind of <laughs> let them roll the way they are, just mostly because the nature of, you know, us reviewing these and all that. I hate to, I mean, you know, I know some, some genetics are, you know, they like that kind of thing and others don't. So we just kind of figured we'll just let them grow, but man, there's, I've heard quite a few interesting techniques and things like that, that you've talked about in your show that I, I would love <laughs> to mess around with for sure. <laughs> yeah, I totally understand. Like when you're reviewing something, it's good to just kind of let it go. Right now I have some autos. First off, I have some autos that I have completely neglected. I feel terrible <laughs> for those poor plants. I need to actually spend some time in my garden, uh, but uh, I'm getting back to full-time gardening here soon. So that'll my plants will get some love, but yeah, I'm letting them do their thing. Um, but yeah, the topping isn't, it's an interesting one. Cause not every autoflower, like on some of my, my podcasts, I do talk about how certain autoflower strains like stress and then certain other autoflower strains really don't like stress. So it is kind of a 50, 50 when you first top an autoflower. That's why I always tell people if you're growing for like, um, medical reasons or a limit and you are reliant on a dispensary and you don't really have backstock. I wouldn't play with your autoflowers too much other than doing like low stress training. That's about, you know, as max as you want to do, you could do some super cropping here and there, but I would minimize your super cropping, um, to like one to two spots every time you do it and make sure you like feed the day you do the heavy stress. Cause hmm. with autoflowers, um, they generally like to freak out so much, um, that self you, the, the high stress ratio that photo periods have with like self-preservation is not w what autoflowers have. They have a very low stress ratio for um, inducing self-preservation, which we, for those who are wondering what that means, that means hermaphroditing your plant by accident. Hmm. Yeah. Sorry. My dogs are barking here. <laughs> no bastards. worries. No worries. The listeners are familiar with them because it seems like every fucking time I sit down to record a podcast that, I mean, I just fed them and everything. Uh, <laughs> They're like, we want to be on the podcast. Yeah. I guess I should just bring them in here one day and let them bark into the mic and just get it out of their system. <laughs> but, uh, oh. but yeah, man, that's awesome. Like out of curiosity, what, what, in your opinion, what is, what would be the best genetics auto wise for a new grower to roll with their first grow. So if you're talking from my experience, I, my number one autoflower, I recommend for everyone. It was the first autoflower I really ever grew. Um, and this is before I became chronic. This is like 
back in the illegal growing days in Florida and me doing my dumb stuff at like 15, 16. <laughs> um, <laughs> and this is uh, right when autoflowers were really kind of hitting the market very early on and they were quite crappy. But blueberry autoflower has actually been an autoflower that was very stable for a really long time. And there's a few reasons. So in the autoflower world, if you don't know, let me, I'll, 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 educate a little bit on the backstory uh, for your listeners. So there's three types of cannabis plants that we all kind of have come to know. Um, I'm not going to say that sativa or indica are the proper, how we should be labeling them, but for all means of this education, we're going to go with sativa. We're going to go with indica, and then you have ruderalis and ruderalis are your plants that are grown in these like really rigid places, uh, temperate places that are maybe super cold, um, or just very, very like, like almost snowy wastelands or desert wastelands, almost like Alaska or, uh, Chabarkal, Russia and places like that. You even have some, um, uh, Canadian ruderalis and you have some, um, African ruderalis, like technically Durban poison is more considered closely related to a ruderalis. That's why the females are, uh, highly susceptible to hermaphroditing. It's because the plant itself is on the equatorial line where it gets potentially upwards of 14 hours of daylight during the flower time, um, months. So sometimes like after it'll have 12 hours or when it's supposed to be fall, um, it will actually get more daylight than needed. So it'll actually self, you know, pollinate. So these other plants that were actually ruderalis, true ruderalis, um, there's some that really spark the specific natures of the plant that you really want, like the Alaskan ruderalis, where they go in all times of like daylight, that's really what a lot of growers wanted to go to. And same with the Canadian, because that really helps induce the genes of 20 hours of light or 24 hours of light for grow time. And like, um, um, photo, like, uh, photo, photosynthetic processes under 24 hours of light and basically stopping the Calvin bonding process, um, through, you know, breeding and breeding. So the reason I say blueberry autoflower is because people have taken some of the higher um, ruderalis strains that show more light, like they love a lot of light, um, and they bred them with blueberry, which is an already very, very stable strain, you know, developed by DJ Shorts um, and just an extremely solid uh, lineage. It doesn't really, it's not prone to hermaphroditing. It doesn't matter what kind of blueberry you really generally have if it's a true blueberry and it was bred proper um, and it hasn't been tainted. The genetics are so solid that um, even with like the, uh, the kind of crazy nature of ruderalis, the blueberry is able to stabilize out those wild genetics because ruderalis is kind of playing like a gambling game when you start uh, introducing it into a photo period lineage. It takes a lot of back crossing and like um, inbreeding of different lines to get your particular uh, photosensitive or light sensitive, you know, traits you're trying to go for, whether it's upwards of 18 hours of light or more. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah, actually, I just started our fourth auto cycle, and there is a blueberry auto in there, so I'm, I'm kind of excited to watch that one now. I mean, they're beautiful colors too. If you uh, are you in hydro or are you in um, soil? Uh, our all of our autos are in uh, Nature's Living Soil. They're one of our sponsors, mm-hmm. so we decided to to go with that with the last couple to uh, just kind of 
because you know our show is generally kind of based around just small home growers that don't know much and just you know kind of want to do a low maintenance kind of situation so absolutely you know soil is the best way to go and you know my advice if you want to bring out some colors a cool trick i did um so i had a series on my youtube they were uh, how to make mini autoflowers we did a little grapefruit autoflower a big devil and like a couple others but if you take ice cubes just make sure this is very important Whenever you make your ice cubes, make sure you're making your ice cubes with like a pH proper water with uh, some molasses or something in it. And you want to freeze it. And then you put your ice cubes on top of your soil when it comes to late flower. And it'll cold shock them for like two to three hours to over a five hour span, but not freeze them. And you'll pull out some more colors. Really? Hmm. Yep. That's pretty and cool. And you stay within pH range. You won't mess up your soil as long as you pH your ice cubes and you make sure that they're uh, not overly like strong as far as food goes. Okay. Are you doing that in place of the feeding or is that at the very end? So that would be like when I'm flushing. So that oh, would be okay. like my water flush technically for the day. I see. Hmm. I'm going to remember that. Yeah, it can come in handy and really, uh, so all you need to do to drop temperatures or enact fall colors for those wondering, or if you're wondering, um, so fall colors is the, uh, the lack of specific, um, uh, why can I think of this? (laughs) Wow. The lack of specific nutrients within the plant. Um, yeah, so calcium and magnesium are generally the first things to go, along with like boron and copper and manganese. All Pretty much all your micronutrients are like first on the list. And then when phosphorus actually starts being devoured. So this is actually where you get the colors of the pink to orange hues. So mm-hmm. when you see a leaf that's really fading beautifully from that yellow to orange, and then kind of like a pinker tone, that's how you know the plant's actually eating everything within that leaf and it's also eating the specifically the phosphorus phosphorus will turn your plant i I believe it's phosphorus that'll turn your plant when they eat it it'll turn your plant leaves pink um or red or sometimes it'll go dark purple which is really cool so that's anthocyanin but anthocyanin um is quite interesting um that one happens through cold and that's cold shocking and all you need to do for that a lot of people used to think you had to create a cold atmosphere um, but you just have to change the temperature of the roots because the roots essentially have to hit a certain temperature to break down the chlorophyll and then the chlorophyll up top will actually break down and allow the anthocyanin underneath to be released and kind of fully formed that's why it'll go from like a red to like a richer red to sometimes like a really deep purple or maybe it'll stay red um, or it'll go blue, uh, blue hue, you know, lavender hue. So anthocyanin is actually quite interesting because there's uh, more medicinal properties and in, in purples and well, anthocyanins. Wow. See, everybody, this is why we have guests like this on because, <laughs> you know, like I, t- I tell them all the time, I- I'm not an expert. I'm just like them. And we all just kind of learn together. And people like you, it's just like uh, you're melting my face over here. Like <laughs> just, and just, well, we've been recording for 14 minutes and we've already learned like five things. So like that's unreal, man. Well, I'm happy to share. I'm happy to share, man. That's what it's all about. <laughs> At Hydro Grow Tents, their focus is simplicity quality and innovation high time stash award winner for best grow tent hydro grow tents offer unmatched quality and design while remaining budget friendly we are proud to use their tent in the review and encourage you to check them out at hydrogrow.com that's h-i-g-h-d-r-o-g-r-o.com 
Autoflower Review uses Dynomyco in every single grow. Great for soil, cocoa, and other growing media. Check out their products at www.dynomyco.com or search Amazon. Many thanks to Dynomyco for sponsoring the Autoflower Review. Check out our Instagram to see Dynomyco in action. Now, back to the review. You know, that's why I made my free, my podcast and my, my YouTube channel is free education. You know, I didn't want to make people pay for something that this is edu- This is all information that I, I grew up on like grass city forums and, you know, being admins of those. And, and, um, when Lenny started his forum with, uh, one of the other companies, I'm not going to, our competitor, <laughs> I'll say that. I, I try to stray away from David competitor companies and the one I work for. Uh, but I used to admin for his forum years back and um, I used to do a bunch of that. So I, I got lucky talking to a lot of old head growers that these old head growers were either, you know, uh, growing subcool genetics or, you know, growing some serious heat and doing some really big things. And I think one of the biggest uh, ways I was, I was, brought into this life with all this education. It didn't just happen for those wondering. Um, I was lucky enough to be a, a little hood rat out in Florida. And uh, I, I ran around selling a lot of cannabis as a kid, which let me to get into, you know, cannabis farms and ask questions and really get my my nose into places where you shouldn't necessarily be as a 15, 16, 17 year old. So <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it takes a lot of sharing. And exactly like what you said, it takes, you know, the community to want to share the information. So I'm, man, ask any questions you want. I'm an open book. I'm happy to teach. And that's much appreciated. That's, that's what this is all about. You know, we did, like you said, it's just all about the community and making an easy resource for people. Cause you know, I like listening to your show. I mean, I, yeah, I, I started listening. I just came across it one day and you know, I drive a lot for work. So I was just, you know, rolling down the road, checking it out. And man, I, I learned so much just from doing that. And that, you know, oh, man, this would be great, you know, for, for people that, you know, can, consume this information while they're just driving or, or whatever. And, uh, that's what a lot of people end up messaging me. You know, I get a lot of Instagram messages or emails and they'll say, Hey, I really enjoy your show. I like binge watch your episodes on my way to work. It's really helping me round off my garden. Um, and you know, uh, if you do message me on Instagram for those listening, I try to respond right now on block. They like to censor my shit all the time. So um, <laughs> just bear with me. I'll get to it. But yeah, most people like will show me uh, pictures of their garden like prior to the podcast and then their garden like after, you know, a month or two of listening. And it's just night and day and it makes me smile beyond belief. Oh. And I think some of the most helpful episodes Kyle always blows my mind whenever I get to talk to Kyle Cushman. And I think it was the second time I had him on. He went into the actual nutrient ratios, which for me, I've had concussions in my life. So like math and numbers, really, really rough for me, right? Hmm. So he's like spouting off all these numbers and I finally got to go sit back and listen to it. That man was like a straight scientist about these <laughs> ratios. And I'll tell you what, I got, I've got i gotten so many messages about that episode just from like his little ounce of knowledge right there and snippet. And that's like what I love hearing is just like, oh man, thanks for the podcast or thanks for that episode. It really <laughs> helped like fix, fix my problem. Cause like I've been there, you know, I've had plants where I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like <laughs> yeah. I fed you everything. I flushed you like you're dying. Stop dying. You know, like <laughs> you're just mad at it and it's just not fixing. So 
you know, it's nice when you actually can get some help or uh, you have a podcast where like your hiccup gets, you know, someone says your hiccup because they've had that freaking problem. And Kyle's had so many funny stories and, you know, he's been growing for so long. It's always nice to get to chat with people like him or just the random guests I've had on the show. So it's been fun. Definitely. Yeah. I know, I know the episode you're talking about. It it definitely was very interesting. That dude's like straight up. I'd like to see him just wear a lab coat around, you know, and like just let his his hair just get nuts and just do a doc Brown kind of thing. Cause like he's a mad scientist, man. It's amazing. Uh, I'm telling you, Scotty, I found the new strain. <laughs> I can already see like oh, a little shit. trailer, you know. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to tell him and uh, Matt to get on that to do a skit for yeah. like our next ha- our Halloween event or something. Yeah. That'll be amazing. It's like, oh. God, how can you translate the 88 mile an hour thing? But yeah, that, right. that there's something there for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I enjoy a lot of his information out there. I've, uh, it, it's it's amazing like you said i mean people like that are, it's like they they've probably f- forgot way more than you know people like me even know in the first place and uh yeah i, I would love to like intern with that dude for a week or two or something just to watch <laughs> him and absorb information because yeah it's got to be amazing to be around him it would be crazy and you know what's what's so nice about the cannabis community because uh, i come from the tattoo world so i was a professional tattoo artist before i did any of this hmm. i still am a tattoo artist but uh, i just i do it on the uh that's why that's why this week was actually kind of crazy with some rescheduling and stuff but uh <laughs> along with the uh, food poisoning decided to kick my ass oh, but um man. uh the tattoo community is full of people who are very egotistical. So, you know, that happens with a lot of things. You find it in a lot of uh, artsy and just kind of honestly in a lot of industries that the ego comes into play. And I, I have to be honest, you know, in cannabis, you do have the people that have egos. I'm not calling anyone out. Uh, I try not to call people out. There are people that I absolutely don't respect in this uh, in the cannabis industry yeah. and they won't ever come on my, my show. Um, and it's because they have such big egos and they they go, they go the route of, you know, I'm better than you. I don't want to share with you. However, Kyle and like all of the people like Will Roland and Victoria Roland and Eric Brandstad, all like these old head growers are some of the nicest, most down to earth people you could ever imagine. And it is crazy because when you sit back and you're a fan of these people and you're like watching these shows or watching YouTube, you're like, oh man, I just want to talk to this guy. I bet he'd never message me back. Like, yo, go message him. Chances are they actually will message you back. And uh, (laughs) they're like madly chill. And it's just crazy like how humbling um, it was entering the cannabis industry with how many of these top tier people or just the people that I'm meeting. uh, It's humbling when they're going oh man i love your show i've been wanting i've been waiting to ask you some questions i was like whoa what are you talking about like like you know what you want to know the craziest part of when kyle's uh when i was talking to kyle's when he said that it took him 15 years to fill the shoes of kyle cushman Hmm. and that was like the truest statement because you know right now not to say i'm i'm held to standards of kyle cushman uh i was on i was on his actual show and he called me the king of autoflowers and since then um you know I'm competing with being a bigger show than Mr. Grow It. And, you know, Mr. Grow It has me on YouTube, but I'll catch up, Mr. Grow It. No, <laughs> He's a great guy. I had him on my show. He's wonderful. But still, it's like, I, I do understand it. I get a lot of messages and people hold me to such a high standard. But legitimately, I'm a 27-year-old dude 
who tattoos. I have uh, a small apartment with some animals and I play video games. I'm a nerd. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like I am nothing like special or crazy or anything, but you see these people and you see people like Kyle and you, you instantly think like, damn, dude, they're like – they have so much knowledge and they just know so much. And it's like, I'm not saying Kyle doesn't, but like, honestly, if you put us all in a room together, you'll find out that we're all very honed in with our specific knowledge, mm. but we don't really know, no like in depth outside of that. Like <laughs> it was fun talking to Kyle about autoflowers. It was really kind of out of his realm, but it's like talking to Kyle about like anything else with him. I'm outside of my realm. He's like a fucking guru. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, it was super humbling when he was so receptive to the knowledge that I shared. And, you know, that was one thing when I was talking to him, I was so nervous about, I was like, man, this is like my idol. This is a man I've literally read every high times magazine they've put out. I have dreamed of meeting him. I've dreamed of meeting Steve D'Angelo. I've dreamed of meeting uh, Jack Herrera when he was, you know, still with us, rest in peace. I dreamed of meeting a lot of these people, you know, Ed Rosenthal and various people. And, I had this stoic existence of Kyle of being this like superstar, this just straight up movie star, kind of like sub cool, you know, like just absolutely like this, like uh, there'd be cameras following him. It'd be like a crowd of people. (laughs) There'd be flashes, you know, and it's so nice to know that cannabis is one of the places where humility is still a thing. You know, Nikki and Swami, um, Nikki Lestretto and Swami Chaitanya. Let me tell you something. They grow the best cannabis in the entire world, hands down. I don't care what anyone says. I'm willing to put that. I'm willing to put money on that. I've mm. I actually did get to smoke their cannabis one time years back, um, and uh, it was because it was a Swami Select strain from the Emerald Triangle that my friend had brought back, and I was really excited to try it. Um, they grow some of the best damn cannabis I've ever had, and they are the most humble people about it. Like they're so so humble and down to earth, and it is quite crazy how. You know, for those listeners out there, you know, go go reach out to a lot of your idols, man. You, they're so fast to respond. I mean, hell, I'm fast to respond. Uh, but <laughs> it's 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 wonderful how this community really is quick to help. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right about that, man. I, I was when I started this show. I, I you know, I mean, first of all, I didn't think anybody would ever listen to it or anything, and I was just like, man, I don't, you know. And I started reaching out to people, and people like like Dan with Noam. And, uh, mm-hmm. just people like that, that kind of like you're talking about that in my perspective, there's no way in hell I'll ever be able to talk to these people. And lo and behold, they're just like telling me about the buildings they're building and just their everyday <laughs> life. And I'm just like, wow, this is crazy. You know, and- it, it always makes you kind of sit back and be like, man, dude, this is like, I never thought I'd be here talking to some people like that. Like I, I, you know, that's the fun part about always chatting with a fellow podcaster is cause you kind of do understand that little, like, I'll, I'll get those little butterflies before a certain <laughs> guest comes on. You know what I mean? Almost all my guests to be real. I do. Got, I get excited to talk about people cause I'm a, you know, I'm a nerd with a lot of things from movies to video games to, you know, cannabis. I'll, I'll talk someone's ear off about autoflowers for hours, man. <laughs> you want to get into it. I'll get super into the, the history of it. I love the history of cannabis. That was one of my favorite episodes yeah. to record actually. Yeah, that was a good one, man. It was very interesting. There's a lot there that I didn't know. I mean, I was really kind of 
kind of surprised to hear some of that. Like, <laughs> it's kind of wild. Like to think my favorite part of researching it all was finding out that, uh, so I was baptized Mormon, not to get into religion or anything here. Um, so for those, those, those people out there that were baptized Mormon are Mormons or are Catholics or Christians. I, I, all of us can understand Christian faith of some sort. Maybe you're like a, a Methodist or something, but Christian faith of some sort. Um, everyone knows the Catholic, how they used to like do the smoke fog thingies and they still do it. It's like incense now in church where they walk around and they do incense. Yeah. That shit actually used to be opiates and cannabis. They used to be getting everybody <laughs> higher than a kite in church. Fuck, and yeah. you would be going on spiritual trips with your freaking tribe, bro. Man. You would be seeing Jesus dog. <laughs> uh, Fuck, and yeah. so that was my, yeah, I know. Right. That was like my favorite thing to learn about it. And, um, I, I just, I just, that, that always made me giggle. Cause I'm thinking like, dude, imagine being like five or six in church and you're like, oh, the smoke's coming around. This shit's dope. I love this. Like all of a sudden you wonder where church songs came from. It's cause a bunch of people are just tripping balls going, hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like, <laughs> like oh praying for God. communion cause you got cotton mouth like a motherfucker. It's like, I need that right. little cup. Yo, where's the wine? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, maybe that's where that came from. I mean, you know, honestly, you know, and well, the funny, the, you know, the funny story about all that. And for those who are religious, I'm going to preface this because I never, um, I'm a spiritual person. Yeah. So now, nowadays I'm spiritual. Whenever I talk to anyone or whenever I talk about spiritual things, I always preface, this is not me trying to uh, diminish your religion. Actually, if anything, uh, it's quite cool that biblically, uh, the Christian text actually talks about the acacia bush or potentially mentions it. Um, it mentions the burning bush, but the burning bush is supposedly the acacia tree. Um, Joe Rogan talks about this. A bunch of other people talk about this, but it's dimethyltryptamine, which is DMT. Hmm. So I've done DMT a couple times in my life twice and is the, one of the most uh, prophetic. And I, to put in perspective, there is no other hallucinogen out there that in my belief, that can formulate true reality as true as DMT. I mean, on DMT, on, if you break through and you go on a full DMT trip, you can smell things, you can taste things. I mean, you're, you can touch things. You're walking next to people. You're on different planet. I mean, you're in different realms of being in, and you're seeing things on an infinite scale that teach you lessons. Like you've never lived, like, you know, it, it's quite surreal. So the acacia, the burning bush, they believe was the, uh, the acacia tree. And they believe that when they would burn it next to it, they would go on these trips. Well, from doing my research there, I actually went back further, which led me to the whole Shiva thing and, and, and drinking of bong. Uh, but early in the days before heaven was ever depicted, like painted or drawn or written down on a text, uh, the first depictions on it were on papaya, I believe, or they were on like another form, but it's Sanskrit. Hmm. And these people used to drink this bong, B H A N G. Um, it's a it's a it's a very very famous uh, drink out in Thailand, and they drink bong lassi and another version of it every year. Um, once a day, once a year, they can get super stoned legally. It's actually quite cool. It's a hmm. tradition of theirs. Um, but this bong used to consist of opiates and cannabis and like all these various things, but they believe it had DMT in it. So these people would go on these trips, come back, and they would talk about these heavenly or hellish places or these various places. And so Michelangelo actually used those depictions to paint the Sistine Chapel. So that was one of the coolest things I actually, cause I have, I'm a tattoo artist. So, you know, the art brain of me goes straight to art and things most of the time, yeah. but I thought it was quite cool that, you know, 
potentially some of the the most holistic uh, herbal medication is responsible for some of the coolest artwork, you know, and not coolest, but some of those prophetic artworks, some would say, you know, if you do, whether you're religious or not, um, if you do get to look at some of the, the paintings of the Sistine Chapel, it, I mean, just some of the paintings are remarkable that a human mind could conceive those and just the level of artistry for the day that it was painted is un un fucking believable. Like yeah. it's just unreal. So that's where you go, damn, those those people were definitely on drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <They had to laughs> <be>. <laughs> Have you heard now about this shit? This shit makes your yield film off 30%. 30%? And the terpenes are legit. Uh, what the shit? The this shit. This shit. This shit. Everything you don't have a no-no in your grow. Use Fish Shed Soil Conditioner. Visit them at www.fishheadfarms.com. Fish Shed. Fish Shed. Fish Shed. Fish Shed. Everything you thought you knew. Fish Shed. Put it out the window. Cause you don't need Fish Shed in your grow. In your grow. Oh, no. What's up, guys? This is Mike from The Review. just want to tell you about Atlantis Hydroponics. We've been using these guys for years now. They've uh, been based in Atlanta since 1998. They have pretty much anything and everything you could possibly need regarding your grow. They have a very knowledgeable staff that's ready to answer any questions you might have. They have a great selection of nutrients, lights, fans, carbon filters, and pretty much everything else. And for those of you that aren't near the Atlanta area, you can experience the same great level of service at AtlantisHydroponics.com. I think that with uh, Da Vinci, I mean, like, you, know, you look through all his stuff and just, you know, information, it's just like, man, I don't know. Either he was like not really fully human or he had access mm-hmm. to some great shit. Aliens. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. uh, oh man. So yeah, I could I could go down some rabbit holes. Oh, uh, me too, dude. <laughs> we may, maybe we ought to just awesome. do a, like a little secondary podcast where we just talk about all this crazy shit. People just oh, I'm so down. <laughs> have your viewers? Do you have a comment section on like your Instagram that you pull questions from, or do you have people like comment and ask you questions? Yeah. Do you, do you have that? I usually have them. Uh, you know, people. Will, uh, well, yeah, I guess it's between DMing the Instagram page or uh, emailing. Okay, let's have your viewers go DM you and and tell you if they want a uh, a super conspiracy field episode. Now, mind you guys, I have tattooed all walks. I've tattooed over five thousand people, and out of that five thousand people, there have been actual legitimate ex CIA people I have tattooed, and ex FBI agents, and hmm. some people in some serious high ranks. So, like, I, I actually have some quite, quite the interesting, uh, like to the point where there was a recent Joe Rogan episode, and one of the the co- conspiracy theories I actually have more information on. They just unveiled to Joe Rogan, so I've got some shit that even <laughs> he doesn't know about. Oh hell yeah! Dude. <laughs> Well, y'all hear it first right here. Chronic and Mike, aliens and shit. Coming soon. <laughs> right? I'm going to start a whole brand new series of podcasts. Yeah, fuck it. Like, just, we'll just talk about all, because, I mean, 
I mean, I don't know about you, but I would listen to that for sure. <laughs> you know, absolutely, man. Nothing. I I get high. I tend <laughs> to my plants, and then I watch Joe Rogan. <laughs> that is literally a lot of my day. That or I'll watch. Uh, there's another guy I watch a lot too. Andrew Scholes. I like his show. Oh, yeah. he's he's quite funny. Oh yeah, dude. Man, that's it's really interesting how this has kind of come along. Because yeah, I, I'm I'm all about all that too, man. You, I mean, I'm, I'm similar in the sense that I basically go to work, have a normal job. I come home, tend to the review. And when I crash in the bed, I usually pop up ancient aliens or just something like that. And that is what I watch until I just fall asleep. <laughs> so <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, dude. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really – because my background is, is – yeah, you know, my whole family, and I mean, you can imagine being from Alabama and all, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, very Christian and all, and I, I consider myself a Christian. But at the same time, I really have come to the point where I feel like, and I know we're we're way off from all flowers here, but <laughs> we'll get we'll get back, guys. I promise. We'll circle we'll back around. around. It all connected. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, you know, I've just can't kind of get got to the point where I feel like what we consider God or what everyone calls God is straight up an alien race from that's, you know, thousands and thousands of years ahead of us. And I mean, I don't know. <laughs> hey man, it's as plausible as a, there is a lot of shit out there and I can't say that isn't true. Like yeah. I literally will not be a person to say nothing is, is possible because a, I don't know. B there is, there is good signs that that could be very capable. Mm-hmm. And you know, Let's. I'll. I'll. I'll help segment this background to cannabis because I. I. I got it right on my mind here for you, and I'll bring us right back around. <laughs> but some of the biggest kind of evidence and uh, most intriguing evidence that holistic plants and cannabis, in particularly, along with psilocybin, but cannabis is potentially something that may link us to some higher form of maybe hmm, maybe existence in the sense of maybe it elevates your mind. Maybe it elevates yeah. your mind to think outside the box, be more open-minded, but it's kind of crazy how it's on a list. Now, this is an ancient list of over 10,000 medical plants, the original Chinese medical uh, list of like plants back in the day and cannabis is number one on that list so it's saying Hmm. something that's all i'm saying whatever whatever the hell (laughs) we are and got put on earth uh cannabis was here as well and they've been smoking that shit i'm just kidding they haven't really been smoking it for many years (laughs) they've been eating it for a long time they ate hemp seed for many years yeah (laughs) yeah dude (laughs) i've often wondered especially before i really got into it and you know learn more about cannabis i i really thought like man you know cannabis seems to be like there's no other plant like it you know and there's really nothing else like us either i mean and you know there's monkeys and everything but not really you know yeah i think cannabis to tomatoes is probably about in the same comparison of humans to monkeys so i just kind of thought like i mean that, that the fact that that's there and the fact that it affects us the way it does and our body even makes thc naturally And that we have an endocannabinoid system to digest it. That's important. That's something that, so the biggest argument towards cannabis, I know we went, your listeners will be like, dog, this is a wild episode. You guys (laughs) hit me with some crazy knowledge, then went on conspiracy shit. Mm -hmm. My brain's sideways right now, but um, 
the reason cannabis is uh so you know why we all should be like why the hell is this not legal so we ingest pharmaceuticals that are synthetic that have products that are literally not supposed to be digested like there are there's warning labels that you need a damn near doctorate degree to understand (laughs) and um you have an endocannabinoid system that can fully break down CBD, THC, and everything and digest it. <clears throat> and with doing so, digesting cannabis is a whole other thing that, you know, more and more people are starting to get on the bandwagon of edibles. And it's kind of nice because people are starting to realize that, like, hey, if you have intestinal problems or you really want to, you really want pain relief, edibles are the way to go because the, there's nothing like the mucous membrane or the, uh, you know, the sublingual ingestion or the, uh, the, you know, ingesting it through your intestines well i okay i i take it back uh there was my last few episodes we talked about suppositories so that's a thing too (laughs) (laughs) well and apparently you'll get more high than you've ever been in your entire life really uh and it's apparently one of the most relaxing experiences i you can't take my word for it because i have never had a suppository (laughs) with thc i've never had a suppository let me put it that way so uh yeah, I you know I I I'm I'm gonna be real here. That is one product that I, it's gonna take <laughs> me some time to want to test out. <laughs> yeah, that was gonna be my next question. Is like Chronic over there shoving fucking cannabis up his ass? Like, <laughs> no nah, okay. man, I am not doing that. I'm not uh, butt chugging fucking THC over here, bro. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely heard of people like. I guess these are people that, you know, real bad alcoholics and stuff, but th- I've heard of people like shooting like liquor up their ass and stuff mm-hmm. for the same. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's actually so, so. So we'll talk on a serious note because I know jokingly suppository, but for those listening, if you actually, you know, I'll get to the actual medical part of it because if you are dealing with some things, I'd rather you be informed and say, hey, you know what? That might be an option for me. Yeah. So shooting liquor up your ass is <laughs> terrible. Uh, yes, it will. It will absolutely. Um, so fun fact. Uh, there's a few things that a hospital will do in times of extreme blood loss. So one of which in Florida, uh, actually, I, I don't know if it's all 50 states, but I believe all 50 states, you could, you, you're going to have to Google this, keep on stock in most hospitals, most major hospitals, cocaine on site. And they will either rectally administer cocaine or they will put cocaine on your teeth or gums if you have bled out too much for anesthetic to numb you like the old days, wow. which gets me back to my point when they didn't have cocaine in the old days, how they used to perform surgery is they would either, if the person was unconscious and could not ingest the alcohol, where do you think they shoved the alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. up the ass which got them drunk which allowed them to do the surgery so that actually is a fun fact i learned that uh watching <laughs> i don't even know what youtube rabbit hole i went down on that one that was like a national geographic like i'm watching fucking people it was the you know what i think led me down it i was watching the scene from the revenant where he gets attacked by a bear because i lived in wyoming for a few years and i i was i learned from the mountain man museum that that is actually based on a real life event. Like a man literally was crossing. Now the, the movie is a little exaggerated. He did not have a son that got killed and all that. No, he was attacked by a bear. His camp thought he died and they left him. Cause like, what the fuck are they going to do? And they're on the side of a mountain. Yeah. Well, he didn't die. 
And he came back to the, the new camp and he's like, guys, what the <laughs> fuck you left me? And what's more impressive is in the movie, he kills the bear with a gun. And in real life, the guy only had a hatchet. Oh, damn. And it was a Kodiak. It wasn't what? a grizzly. Yeah. How fucking crazy is that? Duh. And there's a there's a legit like thing about this man. He is like in history. He's one of the people who helped settle Wyoming. It's bro, people in Wyoming are a whole other breed of human dog. <laughs> you want to talk about strong ass people and stoners like no tomorrow? Them motherfuckers chief more weed than anybody else, really? and they're down to get kicked by bulls. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's fucking hilarious. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, I'm, they grow some good ass weed out there in Montana. Hell yeah! Like shit, that's my dream, man. I've always thought like I want to retire to Montana. Like, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, I've only went through Wyoming once, but I wouldn't have guessed that. That's actually really interesting. That's good. Yeah, 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 crazy story, right? Anybody Can f- you imagine back in the day getting mauled by a bear and all your fucking your buddies shove alcohol up your ass <laughs> because they're trying to help you? Like, you're just- <laughs> Oh my god, dude! It's like here, like thinking about this guy. I'm thinking, like, is this the Dosecki's guy? Like that. That, <laughs> that sounds like that should be the Dosecki's guy. I mean, oh my fuck. gosh! I'm just imagining Captain Morgan with his like his <laughs> his like leg on a barrel. He's like, "Are you ready, kid?" Like, <laughs> just fucking god. kill a bear with my goddamn bare hands. Bare hands. So that's why they make bottlenecks like that shape. Oh man! I, see, I was sitting there thinking, like, when you're talking about like back in the old days, and that's you know having to use alcohol for for that. I was thinking, like, what if you woke up right at the beginning of that? Like, what, what would you, think? boy? You're <laughs> uh, you clench on the glass. Oh, oh. God, Jesus Christ! Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't give a fuck. I'd be like, wait a minute, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I know. Well, bro, that's like okay, so. I know we're going off topic here, but you know, we're getting into some interesting things and this is fresh on my mind. And it's, so I'm watching, uh, Joe Rogan. Okay. Yeah. I watch a lot of him, but anyways, (laughs) I'm watching and I'm watching this episode where, you know, you always, when you watch certain things, it's always like, you know, I, I try to watch a lot of things in various countries in life because a, I do know, like, I'm not one that likes to scream, oh, privilege, privilege. Like, I know I know what a privilege is. Privilege exists in life because life is not equal. We're all granted the life of uh, – we're all granted the equal opportunity of life and living. That doesn't mean you're granted equal opportunity in life. That doesn't mm-hmm. exist. And we can, well, I'm not going to get into that right now because that's some political shit. <laughs> but anyways, um, I was – I always like to watch things because, you know, I try to be more – it helps me keep my – um, thought on Im- imprinting this world every day. So I'll use less water. You know, I, I try to just be cognitive of that. And that's for those people like where I was watching this fucking kid got this goddamn arm ripped off by a crocodile oh and God. leg. And the fucking tribe is just standing there watching this kid crying. Cause they've already counted him off. And this man's detailing this event. Like, yeah, they've already like ixnade this kid. It's like a seven year old. And he's just sitting there in shock. Like, waiting to die so we rush him to the hospital and he lives but it's just like it really makes you think like damn like really the it's quite crazy how you know 
back in the day, it might have been, bro, take a swig of this alcohol. You may or may not make it. We got to chop your arm off. Or like, mm. hey, buddy, take these opiates and cannabis and hope to God this works. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. could you like just the time of life that we, uh, you know, it, and that's another thing with the whole uh, depictions of things. It always makes me wonder how, how much history is accurate because of drugs. Like imagine how many people are just fucking hammered out of their time or fucked up all their time, all the time. They're writing down shit like, yeah, so <laughs> old fucking Greg stabbed Jim, but really it was like <laughs> yeah. Jim stabbing Billy and he's got the names wrong and he's got the people wrong. But because he was hammered, he's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Jim got stabbed. And Jim's <laughs> like, Hey man, I'm over here. I ain't dead. Like, you know what I mean? Like the fuck dude. Like, yeah. So it's just like, you know, I, I always, it always kind of makes me laugh. And then, you know, when I watch those things, I'm kind of like, God damn, dude, the world we live in is a, a wildly vicious cycle. And it is, I do appreciate getting to sit in my home and be a dumbass on a microphone with a, a guy I just met today and get to laugh and, <laughs> and, you know, and all that. But it is crazy when you watch those videos and, and like, you're just like, damn, bro, this wild, this world's vicious. I'm glad I wasn't born in like 1885 and got mauled by a fucking bear. I'll tell you that much. I'm glad. <laughs> and, and then, and then you go, well, shit, I'm glad I wasn't born in 2022 getting mauled by a goddamn crocodile either. Cause goddamn, yeah. that's some real shit. <laughs> yeah. Take your grow to a new level with new level hydroponics, state of the art hydroponic systems. The Autoflower Review uses New Levels Deluxe DWC system that features a Venturi pump which allows water changes into a nearby sink. New Level Systems comes with everything you need to get going hydroponically with your budget in mind. We thank New Level for sponsoring our featured photo tent and allowing us to show you how superior they really are. Check out their systems at www.newlevelhydro.com. GrowPro Solutions is a leading lighting manufacturer based in California, offering a range of quality cultivation equipment for the commercial grower all the way down to the home gardener. With their vertical and static grow systems, along with their HM Series lighting, allows you to harness the power of the sun in your grow room or tent. Visit GoPro Solutions at WeGrowPros.com. It's like shit that people don't realize, man, you get, we're, we're real comfortable here, man. But other places in this mm -hmm. world, people, it, it is like 1800s, you know, mm -hmm. it's like hell, even Florida, bro. People get mauled by alligators. Down yeah. There. Yeah. That's funny. You say that. Cause like I've recently been watching a Netflix show about this. It's, it's in Australia, but these guys like capture just crazy crocodiles and like relocate them. And, uh, yeah, dude, it's, it's no joke. Well, I learned Jaws. That's like, oh, we're man, I'm hitting all your audience with this so much <laughs> random shit. But I, I learned Jaws was actually based on a, you know, I'm based on a real story. So and really? it was a, it was a shark that swam upstream. Um, not obviously not a massive, you know, they they upgraded the shark to be like 85 feet long, like this chomping thing. Uh, but yeah, there was a shark that went on a series of killing like six kids in New Jersey. And he like swam up the inlet of this Jersey like inlet, and there were fucking kids up left and right. Wow, man, I didn't know that. Yeah, either. that's crazy. Yeah, I, I, I never thought Jaws would be based. See, so this, if you guys want to know the effects of cannabis, all this whole conversation is the effects <laughs> yeah. of cannabis. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's it's great, dude. Because like almost everybody I have on, there's some point 
that you know they kind of lose their train of thought or something like that and they're like fuck i don't even know what i was talking about it's like and that's you know one of the side effects i mean yeah yeah we we get lost but man <laughs> it's great dude like and i i enjoy just you know these kind of conversations and i think the listeners probably do too but uh absolutely and i you know i don't want to keep blabbing away too long you know feel free to let me know if i if uh, if you want to hear some more autoflower stuff or <laughs> if you want to get back into more stuff but i can definitely you know i'm more than more than happy to come back onto the show and keep blabbing i don't know how long your episodes normally run for <laughs> um but you know i always i always enjoy chatting people's ears off and and helping podcasters uh get get some new content out there right yeah man and again i sure appreciate you coming on because i I really didn't i mean i I don't mean this in any kind of bad way but i didn't expect it to be such a great conversation about all these crazy things i mean i should have i guess but i mean (laughs) but i did want to ask you one quick question back on autoflowers um We've been talking with James, who sent us like five different of the uh, homegrown cannabis company seeds for the review. Yeah. And uh, I was curious. I don't, I don't know how much you know, you know, experience you have with these, but uh, they sent us these five. It was a uh, critical purple, blueberry, and Jack. Yes. Critical and Mazar, pine auto, and blue cheese. And I was curious, you know. Out of those five, because we want to put one in the next cycle right away. Okay. So I was curious, what would you go with? Ooh, out of those five. Mm, like, I'm personally sad. drawn to the pine for some reason, because I've never grown anything pine. <laughs> oh, you've never grown anything pine? No. I'd have to say grow pinning. So, like, pine auto is, is we, we specifically got that one in stock. And we specifically really are marketing that one for the pinning content. You know, that's hmm. a that is a flavor of the '90s. So that is a classic '90s taste profile. So, like, if you're wondering what cannabis through time tasted like, and you weren't a stoner your whole life, and you didn't grow up, so I mean, in the '90s, I was I was I was born in '95. So you know, I'm not smoking weed at '90. You know, '96, '97. That's crazy. <laughs> Um, lucky for me, I lived in Florida early in the two thousands and I started smoking early, um, when I was 15. Um, and when I first started smoking, I was friends with a lot of old head growers who still had bud from the nineties, which is crazy. And I did get to smoke some white widow that was from the nineties. It was a 98 white widow that had been cured that whole time. Um, and it was an experience like I never had. I mean, I, I've smoked some bud that that still smoke just like it tastes like it. Um, but they were land racy strains and they're old head strains, but those, those, those pine flavors, man, they're just something else. It really makes your body feel pinning just makes your body feel so different than other ter- uh, terpenes. And it's usually paired with, um, I think karyophylline goes with pinning. I'd have to look that one up. Um, but the, the pairing of terpenes is just really nice and it tastes like a pine forest. That shit straight up literally tastes like, and smells kind of like Christmas. Wow. It's just nice. <laughs> All right. Well, there we go. <laughs> yeah. I was, cause the, I mean, the, people, the next one I would recommend not to cut you off uh critical, critical purple. I, I've, that one's beautiful. Definitely would recommend that one next too. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah. I love purple ones, man. Like it seems like uh, any purple I've had to do with, at least it was, it was awesome, but I have yet yeah. to see, and you know, lots of breeders have sent in 
seeds for the review, and that's the only one that's any kind of pine. So I just it's a it's a lost flavor, man. I have a I have a few old strains that I saved that were gifted to me that are true pine flavors. You know, they're true pine lineage, and I have some true skunks. Um, but pine is very, very lost and it, I, I wish people would, would smoke more of it and want more of it, but there's the flavors in the industry really started going towards the fruitiness like five, six, seven years ago. And now we're just kind of all into like, everyone's into like lemon biscotti and runs and white fire and all these different hybrids. And it's great and all, but man, there's nothing like old school land race pine heavy or terpene heavy strains that are like true to like the the flavors. They just fucking pack a punch like no other. Oh yeah, well, we'll definitely have that one in the next cycle, and uh, I, I can't wait to to take take a or you know watch that one grow, man. Because this some of these autos, man, it's like they just dis- they display really cool characteristics pretty early and that's kind of surprising to me um because kind of like you said like in the early days of all those they they kind of sucked you know and <laughs> like bad in fact i had a buddy over like just a few weeks ago and you know he don't really know much about what i'm doing here or anything but he was he brought up auto flowers and he's like man yeah i fucked with that like six or eight years ago and it's garbage dude it's garbage you get like a quarter yeah. you know i was like man you don't know what the fuck you're talking about i mean that's true what you're saying is true but these days it's nothing like that i mean there's people getting 10 fucking ounces off all this you know yeah so it's in fact he, you know he didn't believe me and our first cycle was uh, ones we actually bought just kind of as a test run and uh, it was just girl scout cookie Oh, very good pick. <laughs> and man, it turned out just so good. Like as far, I mean, the effect was definitely, but just the, the smell and taste is just unlike anything I've ever had, you know? So I was like, you yeah, know, hold on a minute, dude. Let me, I'll be right back. So I ran back there and twisted one up and was like, let's, you know, burn this man. You, you take the green hit, go ahead. You know? And he sat there and hit it a couple times. He's like, what the fuck is this? I was like, that's Girl Scout cookie autoflower. He's like, no, it, you know, I was like, John, I keep, keep smoking it, keep smoking it. Yeah. And so we, we, we only smoked like half that fucking joint and he was obliterated <laughs> and he was like, I can't believe this. And I was like, I'm telling you, dude, like that these people have dialed this shit in, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, he left here like all out of, he's like, I, I can't, I mean, he's about to place an order in my driveway. You know, <laughs> that's awesome. I was like, man, he's like, which one should, you know, I was like, man, I don't even know. It's hard to tell you. There's so much out there, you know, that's like, to, I mean, so much to be excited about. It really is. That's the truth. And, you know, with everyone crossing the, uh, really making the Ruder Alice much more stable, making those parent lines more stable, and then bringing like the fact that we have access to more quality strains to introduce into autoflower lines. Oh, okay. It, it's definitely making the autoflower options better in this day and age because six years ago seven years ago yes they were they were very bad <laughs> yeah they were, they were garbage i do remember trying some i think i got like four or five different ones or something and actually threw them in pots outside and just let them do the things and i think they got to be maybe eight or ten inches tall and it was just like yeah. one one nice little bud you know oh yeah <laughs> i've done that before 100 <laughs> percent. but it's really cool man and that's that's kind of something that occurred to me with autos specifically, you know, aside from photos is that 
when you think about it, like everything to do, especially a hybrid auto, is a combination of different types of cannabis from all over the world. You know, like it's just, you know, it, like you said, like with Ruderalis, I mean, there's there's different types of that, you know, and then of course your your other two more normal ones that people are familiar with, but really, you know, these autos that we have today, you know, they're, they're all three and they're all like, when you think about it, they're a, co- a collection of just the entire <laughs> family. And yeah. It's, it's kind of, you know, so to like basically branch onto that more, cause you're, you're absolutely 110,000% right. And it the autoflower industry is only growing and developing more and more because it's like instead of what a lot of the autoflower breeders which they're doing justice this is where i think breeders are doing justice and this is sometimes where the customers get pissed off because they don't think they they truly think lines matter instead of terpenes and cannabinoids and taste replications and what you're going after um some of the 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 lines that they are producing like it could be a line that could be I, you know, don't quote me on this, anyone. Like, don't act like I'm I'm actually quoting something off the website. I'm just gonna name a random strain out here. Like, let, let's say Dosi Doe Autoflower. Okay, uh, they they might not have used Dosi Doe in the lineage. You know, so they might have used like some Ruderalis and bred it with a, a, another Ruderalis or bred it with um, another parent plant or something or an undisclosed haze or something like that or an undisclosed plant to bring in the terpenes and the shape, the colors, basically bud structure. Everything you'd find on on dosi dough, but obviously make it an autoflower and basically mimicking dosi dough for the terpenes instead of what happens sometimes is when you pull ruderalis into you know dosi dough. Now you're also making a new plant in a sense. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're creating a new strain. So um, what a lot of autoflowers are doing is actually really helpful because they're 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 starting not just autoflower breeders, but breeders in general are starting to breed more towards terpenes and less towards like, I don't know, just, you know, saying they have the newest, hottest skunk or something like that. You know, they're yeah. actually b- b- breeding some quality stuff. Um, my, my next breeding projects I'm actually excited for, cause I'm, I have a land race train that I'm going to be introducing to everyone for the first time. That's, it'll be pretty, pretty interesting, but it's more mm-hmm. breeders are doing more and more of that boutique type stuff. So you'll, you'll start to see more and more truer, flavors come through the industry in the next uh i think three to five years i think you're going to stop seeing a lot of the uh, fruity flavors and you're going to start seeing the diesels and the uh those like very chemically flavors come back you're going to see um pine flavors start probably being popular and you'll probably get a lot of those lemons like hitting back very hard nice yeah that's something i've always been kind of curious about because uh you know I, i was born in 81 so in the mid 90s i was definitely smoking weed and, um, you know, it was, there was this little transitional period, which it could have been also that I was like 14 or whatever and couldn't just get great <laughs> shit. But I mean, back then it was mostly that just that. Brick weed. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. It was just fucking, I mean, if we had it now, it would just like flush that shit, you know? Yeah, but, that shit. Seeds, stems, yeah. dirt. And it, but we were excited. We got a fucking quarter, you know? Yeah. And then kind bud came around. Ah, and that, okay, okay. This is the weird, I, I hadn't really found it, maybe you know, but it was different than, obviously it was different from anything that was around, but it's different. it was totally different from things we have now. It was like this crumbly, like puffy kind of bud. 
And mm-hmm. I always wondered, like, what the fuck was that? Or is it grown? Was, you know, I don't know. It was just, I think the curing and drying process were fucked. So I think they, like, over-dried it, you know what I mean? And oh. then they, like, tried to cure it and rehydrate it. So it was, like, crumbly almost. Oh, okay. So, like, that's, like, how, like, early bud out in Florida, like, crippy. Like, that's, like, you might find crippy nowadays. Like, maybe if someone has seeds of it and they're growing it still. Um, I'm sure you can still find it, but Crippy was like an original strain out there that essentially Crippy's kind of, oops, uh, just smacked my face off the mic right there. Sorry. Um, uh, I, uh, my headphones almost fell off. My head. That was good. There was video. Your viewers would have loved that. Um, so yeah, Crippy, uh, it's, it's got this weird, interesting, like, so it was like a piney spice, diesel almost Mm. and it was it was very unique okay and it was i liked crippy a lot of people in florida liked crippy it smoked well if you had good crippy but there was a lot of bad crippy out there Mm. and so like those early flavors i think just eventually got worked out because like the people breeding the lines realized yo you know there's potential to this let me just breed it a few more lines further or something or let me cross it you know crippy got crossed into a lot of things it's responsible for you know that's like how northern lights is responsible for creating a lot of strains or how um you know jack herrera you don't really see i always say that's so funny jack herrera you always see that so you know, whenever you have a Jack Herrera cross, it's generally not like, you know, it's not named some crazy thing. It's always got Jack in the name or Herrera in the name, or it's got something to, you know, it's showcasing it. It's it. That's a staple ass strain, you know, whereas like fucking, there is probably 50 different types of girl scout cookies out in just Florida alone that are different phenotypes that people are breeding. And then you've got, uh, just from, just from Florida alone, you've probably got, uh, I mean, you had cookies comes out with runs and then white runs. So now you have red runs. So now you have white fire OG and fire OG. And then, you know, green crack has now gone to dream queen. So now dream queen's a new line. And then you had, um, killer killer is essentially a cut of something that was, you know, uh, or cut of, I can't even remember the fucking strain right now, but killer is just a specific phenotype. So you have all these variations of cannabis. And I think over time, you saw the the taste buds of the market and people wanting to get more and more fucked up dominate like what we taste. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's why certain strains left the market. That's why certain strains you don't find. Um, that's why it's kind of more boutique with certain flavors. Yeah. That's crazy. You, you saying that about Jack made me think of this guy just the other day. He's like, he was talking about it. He, he called it Jack Herter. <laughs> I about died, dude. I was like, what'd you say? He's like, yeah, man. That Jack Herter. I was like, oh my God, uh, that is the best one. I think I gotta, I gotta use that the next, I gotta piss my YouTube audience off. Yeah. I, I had a stutter that, you know, psilocybin's helped with my stutter over the years. And when I repeatedly say a word, I can train my tongue forever. My tongue used to flick and say Herrera and I could not stop my it would just say Herrera, Herrera, Herrera. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So my fucking audience would rip me apart. For that. <laughs> it's Herrera. It's Herrera. It's not Herrera. There's no A. There's, you know, like, and so I definitely, now I have to hit him with the Herter. Jack Herter is <laughs> <Yeah>. up next. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, just, I thought he was amazing. fucking with me, you know, it's like, no, he said it again yeah. and he meant it. You know, I was like, bro, I want to, I see, that's where I want to see that man battle a speaking spell. 
yeah. Oh my god. Uh, oh. Yeah, I, and I was begged like a motherfucker too because it was at a supply store. I was there just picking up a few things, and he was. It was like one of those dudes that's always over there talking shit, basically. You know, just like, hey man, uh, you know, like okay. he knows all this shit. So when he said yeah. that, I was like. Oh God, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. Cause everybody in the room heard it, you know? Yeah. So I was like, yeah, he just, he just, Jack, her, Jack, her, her emperor of hemper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause he had a little like her, her, like almost like a little pause, <laughs> but uh, it's like you, he knew his brain fucked up saying it, but he committed anyway. Yeah. He's like, Jack, her, her. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. He just rolled with it. <laughs> He's like, I knew Jack. Oh it's my her. God. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Jack's rolling over his grave like, God damn it. It's just like. Should have oh, named my strain something else. But uh, Well, it was named for him. That's the cool thing. That's why I always love Jack Herrera. Is, uh, it, was, it was kind of to memorialize him, which is pretty cool. Because it's definitely, if you've never had Jack Herrera, if you've never grown it, and if you've never had it, if not a strain you've ever tried in your life, hands down, there are two strains that I think are the top Kier sativas in the world. Well, three. Um, 100% true Colombian haze is my number one favorite of all time. It'll be the best. For me personally, it's the truest coastal strain um, and coastal is actually the proper terminology for sativa. So I'll, I'll, you'll hear me say coastal. Uh, mm. It's it's the truest coastal strain for flavors, in my opinion. However, the next one up would be strawberry cough and then Jack Herrera. So they're those strawberry cough and Jack Herrera are fairly tied. But you want a fucking coffee cup like sativa that gets you going. My fiance and I, anytime we smoke Jack Herrera, we'll fucking hike or bike 10 miles before we even know it. And I'm not shitting you on the 10 miles. We literally went for 10 miles one time, realized we had went for 10 fucking miles on our bike on Cherry Creek. And I literally was like, Chelsea, we have to bike home, bro. I was fucking (laughs) dead. I was dead, dude. My ass, my thighs, my fucking stomach. Guys, I don't work out. I sit at home, dog. I take care of plants. (laughs) I am not this type of person that does that. Uh, So I was not that I'm like heavy set or anything, but like, you know, I I, I got I'm asthma. I got the wheezy shit, you know, you know, fucking it ain't easy being wheezy. Okay, so I was fucking dying. (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't imagine knowing like, man, we just went 10 miles. Oh, wait. Yeah, we got to go 10 miles to get back. Yeah, and guess what? That's when the the cannabis stops kicking in. So yeah. we 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 fucking wrote it all out, and on the way home, we're just like, I need a hit. I need some goddamn weed right now. <laughs> just pray to Jack. Yeah, pr- pray to Jack, <laughs> or or if you're Rastafarian, pray to Jah. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, Fuck yeah, dude! I I get. I mean, shit. Honestly, if I could probably sit here, we could do a five hour fucking pod podcast. Because I mean, there's just so much to talk about here. But well, I'd love to have you on again. You know, and maybe a little bit yeah. in the future, we'll get some of the like get this pine going actually, and maybe discuss that a bit. But uh, but yeah, man. Thanks, thanks again for coming on and um, you know, sharing your your knowledge with us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'd love to come on in the future. You just let me know. And, you know, your listeners are welcome to hit me up. Um, the Cannabis Chronicles on Instagram or YouTube. Um, you guys can just message me. And if you if you want to know where to find me, you can always probably just ask him through DMs. I'm sure he can get you towards my way or if you have that question for me. But Definitely. I'm happy to come back on, man. This was a ton of fun. Oh, yeah, dude. And 
We can't forget. I know we're high as fuck, but aliens and shit. I mean, it's it's got to <laughs> happen, dude. It does. It does. <laughs> I'm so down with it. Listen, I spend a lot of my tattoo sessions private because I tattoo privately. So I have a private studio. So me and my clients just, or my clients and I just get into it, bro. We'll <laughs> fucking six hours when I'm sitting there with someone, bro. Don't think we don't go down some rabbit holes. Hell yeah, man. Maybe we'll need to, if we ever have the opportunity to actually hang out in person, man, maybe we'll get some of that Jack and talk about that shit. Hell yeah. Five hours definitely, later. man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll the whole thing. Fuck it. But, oh, but hell yeah, dude. Awesome. Thanks again. And yeah, y'all, y'all check out homegrown cannabis company and, uh, the homegrown podcast there. Uh, chronic does some amazing fucking work. And I mean, he, he's got a lot of content already there. So if you aren't familiar with it, you've got a lot to catch up on. And, uh, thanks again, brother. And you have a fucking great weekend and no for sure you as well man it's it's a pleasure you have a wonderful time stay lifted man and much love hi you too bro thanks so much no problem hell yeah that was a really cool interview sure appreciate chronic coming on and speaking with us and you guys make sure to check out the uh homegrown podcast it's a really really cool show and uh, again you have listener questions anything like that be sure to hit us up on uh, Instagram or shoot us an email at theautoflowerreview at gmail.com. Until next time, you know what to do. Peace.